0: Welcome to Demolition Buddies, the My Chemical Romance super fan podcast where we can all
1: be friends. I'm Switchblade Kelly. And I'm Sugar Maddie. And we want to wish you a happy new year. Woo, happy new year. This is Future Us coming back in to wish you happy new year. We actually recorded this last month. Yes. And then the holidays happened.
0: As it's one you know. to do. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be a really fun episode to start with anyway.
1: I agree. Um, So I'll let um, past Maddie and Kelly uh, take it away. Today we're going to be
0: going back in time to the world where My Chemical Romance was not together. And we're going to be talking about all the fan theories that were circulating around on the internet about their possible reunion and return. We're going to go from Shrek theories to the teenager's theory to the more credible ones like the Smashing Pumpkins theory. And we're going to be also talking about the faded MCRX. You don't think the
1: Shrek theory (laughs) is plausible? (laughs) Come on. We'll see. We'll see. We'll
0: get to it. We'll get to it. (laughs) I am all for the world where Gerard Way is like meticulously watching the Shrek timeline.
1: But yes, today we're talking about um, the Dark Ages, basically. Yeah, it was the Dark Ages. Mm Mm-hmm. The dark times.
0: When all of us were just clinging on to any scrap of hope we could find that My Chemical Romance will never die.
1: Any hint, any... Not even a hint. Just taking anything that anyone in the band did and running with it.
0: (laughs) So put on your tinfoil hats as we go back in time to the time when my chemical romance had long been broken up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with like a, like a, different it from Wayne's World? Like, oh, uh- <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Go back in the time machine.
0: Maybe we'll find out like which ones were true or, you know. Just because something's true, does that make it accurate? Or no, just because something's accurate, does that make it true? We'll find out. It's
1: like, um, what is it called? Uh, Confirmation bias. Uh Confirmation bias and also a broken clock is right twice a day. As Frank Gairo said. He did say that. He came up with that quote. Genius. (laughs) Total genius.
0: Um, MCR adjacent news to share. My sister Skye just recently came across the 2005 AOL sessions, and so she sent me the clip of, you, never kn- you know what they do to guys like us in prison, and just like heart emojis, heart emojis, heart emojis, <laughs> eyes, and I was like, yeah, I know, you gotta check out that uh, Ghost of You performance,
1: too, so if y'all have not watched this, we'll link it, it's The AOL sessions, I think from 2006 or something like that. It's 2005. Gotcha. Anyway, this Ghost of You AOL live session, um, extremely formative for me. There is this part at the end. I'll insert a little scream here and you'll get it. Here it is. I used to sit in front of my TV and rewind it and watch it and rewind it and watch it and rewind it and watch it. It is. A, yeah, it is. It's nice. I'll play it again here. You'll get it. <laughs> you
0: see? Y'all- you understand. Oh, also, uh, Jesse likes to watch video YouTube videos of people talking about new games coming out and stuff like that. And all of a sudden I just overhear my chemical romance I was like, what? What are you listening to? They just brought up My Chemical Romance. And Head he was. snapped. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, what? He like paused it. And he was like, oh, it's this video game called Neon White. It's like a some kind of roguelike game, but apparently there's a character in it who does karaoke to My Chemical Romance songs. So I thought that was funny that My Chemical Romance is further invading my partner's life every day. Yes. You don't
1: even have to do any work. No, not anymore.
0: (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) He also got tattooed by someone the other day when he was like, I'm pretty sure I saw a thank you for the venom tattoo, but it it was when I was leaving, so I didn't bring it up. So maybe the person who just tattooed him also had
1: a thank you for the venom tattoo. Mm Mm-hmm. so we're going to get into some fan theories with y'all regarding the reunion of MCR. This is. Mm -hmm. Pre them actually announcing it. We have quite a few. And let us know if you bought into any of these. Mm
0: -hmm. We would love to hear how you were personally affected by any of these theories while they were happening. So I was personally, uh, I believed in several of these theories. I definitely, I don't know if I like believed them with my whole heart anytime um, because I didn't want to get like my hopes like too crushed. But I definitely was like, MCR one day could maybe get together. I definitely didn't think so soon, though. I really didn't think they were going to return when they did.
1: Mm -hmm. During this whole time, um, like, and I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, but essentially from the time of them breaking up and basically up until they got back together, um, I was pretty removed from my chemical romance generally speaking so I was pretty tuned out so this didn't really affect me at all which is honestly good because it would have made me sick (laughs) Uh huh. so to all of you that um were affected by uh rumors and theories after the breakup um I salute you and I'm sorry you had to go through that Mm -hmm. you'll get to
0: relive some of it like you'll get to live through some of it with me as we go through some of these ones that I definitely was like, yes, mm mm-hmm. Specifically MCRX. That shit fucked me up. Like, I was was deeply affected by that. I was on the Twitter at the time and everything, so I was, like, watching everybody freak out. I saw the drop. I was like, no, my God, it's happening.
1: (laughs) So, Kelly, what is MCRX?
0: MCRX was... Or MCRX is the announcement name. My Chemical Romance loves to change the graphic when they release a new album or do anything new. They just love to do that. And so for the Black Parade 10-year drop, 10-year anniversary, they dropped a special album that had a bunch of demos and stuff that had never been heard before. But they decided to announce this with like a 10-second clip of a fucking flag Blowing in the wind, it just said like MCRX and it was like a date sometime in September and that was it. This is after like- It's
1: just the most cryptic thing ever.
0: Mm-hmm. With a kind of new logo, it's like a crooked X crossed thing, um, which is like in the logo for MCRX, but it was my birthday when this was announced, it was my 25th birthday and I remember- like, Am I going to get, for a birthday present, a new My Chemical Romance album or something? I just assumed it meant something. Like, I didn't even know if I knew it was going to be an album. Deep down, I was kind of like, no, they're not going to get back together. They haven't even been broken up that long. This is just a fluke. But I was still crushed. My Chemical Romance actually made a tweet about it. And this was like, they're pretty radio silent about any fan theory about the return except for this one. And it just says, Thank you so much for the love. We've been really touched and blown away by the response to the teaser trailer. We are not touring and there is no reunion planned. Only a release for the anniversary of the Black Parade. Thanks so much for continuing to keep MCR in your minds and in your hearts. So that was the next day.
1: I would have been absolutely devastated. hmm And the video is so cryptic it really allows for so much interpretation so i'm not surprised that they were forced to say something
0: i know well because it's such a cryptic video it was dropped july 20th and the date for whatever you know for the album to be dropped was just put on there you know without any you didn't know it was an album for september so i don't really understand what the idea was of Okay, so let's make this like announcement video that says nothing, and then what? Just like let people hang for two months, wondering what it is. I really wonder what they were gonna do because I don't think it was in their original plan for the next day to say exactly what it was. Um, but right, there's actually an Frank interview. Um, I found an MN- NME article, and he kind of explains the -the behind-the-scenes aspect of MCRX. He said that despite announcing their split in 2013, the group still discussed business at their annual meetups. One of the meetings saw the band discussing the trailer for their 2016 Black Parade reissue, which led fans to believe that reunion was imminent. We wanted to do a 10-year anniversary release of it, and we had some demos left over and some songs that didn't make the record, and we were like, oh cool, we will put it all together. So we told the lady what we wanted, and they made this trailer, and we released it. And all of a sudden, we were like, oh, wait, everyone's real confused. Iro added, here's the thing. We were always like a theatrical band, and we wanted to continue in that fashion. But when you're not a band any longer, it's probably harder to do that. We didn't realize.
1: Which I'm like, you didn't realize? (laughs) They had to have known people were going to lose their minds. With no context.
0: They had to have known there was going to be some kind of reaction, but I have a theory that the reaction to this announcement was so intense, and they were blown away by it, that the following year is when they played together for the first time at the MCR barbecue that they do, apparently, an annual one. Frank's talked about it recently in that podcast. Um, I think you listened to it, The One Life, One Chance. Mm -hmm. podcast so in 2016 i think is the barbecue that they worked on the mcrx announcement and then the next barbecue is when they did their first jam together um since they had broken up i love how wholesome just like so wholesome the idea just like i know (laughs) especially an annual thing exactly like an annual little family reunion little family barbecue um I found a picture of everybody in MCR together that was dropped on Twitter at a Frank show, a Frank solo show. It's like, how is everybody so calm? Why is the world not entirely and totally shook? Do you understand how blessed we have been? And this is like around the same time as the barbecue. So it's funny. People were like, MCR, are never going to get back together. Just be happy that they're even in the same building together and happy. Which I was kind of like that person.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. And looking at this picture, mm-hmm. we'll put it at the in-, in the Instagram post so y'all can see too. Looking at this picture, it looks like they're in like a small little bar or something.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's just the venue that Frank played. Frank's right. venues mm-hmm, were pretty small.
1: Can you imagine being at that show and seeing? Mm-mm.
0: Nope. I thought it would be fun to like scroll through reddit and try and find um posts about mcrx and stuff and i found this one it was like theory mcrx is a sequel to the black parade so as we all know tbp was a concept album about the death of a young boy called the patient what if mcrx is a continuation of that story concerning the resurrection of the patient in some of in some sort of way After all, the cross in the logo is supposed to signify the resurrection. Or maybe I'm grasping at straws and it's just a re-release of the Black Parade. Discuss. And this red user goes, responds to it going, no, the Black Parade is dead.
1: (laughs) I think that that little interaction is like a perfect microcosm of like the MCR fandom in general.
0: Yep. (laughs) the one person who's got like a 20 mile long like analysis about like why they think a thing is gonna be
1: in someone's like no no i know more than you (laughs) but also yeah the grasping at straws yes i mean for a while that's all mcr fans had that's all (laughs) they could do is grasp at straws so yes mcr fans did that even when uh even when there was content being made. Oh, for sure.
0: But, mm-hmm. you know, I think what happens is MCR leaves just enough random ass Easter eggs and breadcrumbs out that you can point to later. So it just feeds the fire for all the conspiracy theories to come about and the grasping at straws even more because someone's be like, well, that one time, that one straw that I grasped was right.
1: Confirmation bias. Uh huh. Let me look up an actual definition to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) I'm the psych (laughs) major and I'm like,
0: yeah, that sounds right.
1: (laughs) Okay. Confirmation bias is defined as the tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation of one's existing beliefs or theories. Bada boom. Boom.
0: Before we move on, I almost forgot, but I made a Reddit thread today. Um, about MCRX, uh, making a call to find any stories or anything about um, people who were personally affected by MCRX like I was, and I thought it would be fun to read through some of the responses um, I got on here. Uh, This one I just got, and it cracked me up. I'm going to not say um, the Reddit users' names, but we will link the like thread and our show notes. But I feel like, you know, maybe they don't want their name just shouted out. And
1: If you responded. Thank you, friends. Mm-hmm. Ended up in a 12-step program from all
0: the hopium I drank during this announcement. <gasps> Needless to say, I was not
1: okay. <laughs> not hopium. Fucking, I, I know, hopium. That's so funny. I've never heard that before. I'm going to steal it. <laughs>
0: I know. Me neither. <laughs> this one other person says, "LOL." Yes, I think I was a freshman hi- in high school and hanging out at my friend's house when I saw the Instagram post. My friend was not into MCR but was supportive when I started crying. Moji, emoji. Moji. emoji. Aww. Needless to say, I was very disappointed, but pre-ordered the CD and flag anyway, as one does. I just love that. Like, oh, I love that they're like just like crying in their friend's room. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> And their friends like, "Aww," crying while entering your it's credit so card good information. For you. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Let's see. Let me find.
0: See if I... Bro, I don't even want to talk about it. Lmao. <laughs> <laughs> One user Reddit user writes: I boycotted even listening to the demos until this year. To say I was bitter is an understatement. I still refuse to listen to the covers. And then kind of like I said earlier, someone was like, funny part is that they did the first potential reunion rehearsal less than a year later. Right. It's true. That's when they, like, oh, the lore. So I love that, like, this false return announcement is, like, actually still a part of the canon of them Mm -hmm. returning. For reals, for reals. So I love that. Um, I'm sure it's going to continue to have fun little stuff on this thread after we have posted the show. So definitely check yeah, out go the link comment on it to this thread and go comment on it yeah exactly.
1: I really am grateful that I was so um out of touch during this time period. I would have been fully bought into all of the conspiracy theories following every thread hmm definitely. I think around this time, like the only interaction I had really with the community was um I was in the my chemical romance emo posting Facebook group. I didn't post very often, but I've been in there for a while. Oh, that's the group you found
0: the picture of oh. me and Sky and Frank or me and Sky and Mikey? It's you and Sky and Is Frank. Is that the group?
1: Have we talked okay.
0: about it? I don't think we have actually on this podcast.
1: Okay. I'll talk no, about it. No, really I don't think quick. we have. Okay. okay. So I've been in the emo posting group since 2018. And I must have found this shortly after joining because it must have been that same year. Yeah. But I saw this picture just scrolling, you know, scrolling around. And I see this picture. It's a picture of two tiny little girls on either side of Frank Ero. And I was like, hold on, hold on a second. That looks like Kelly. What the hell? And like zoomed in. It's Kelly and Sky, And I was like, where did you get this picture? Because she didn't post it. It was like just a random member of the group. But yeah, I was just scrolling. This person said that they just found this picture of this like childhood picture of Kelly and Skye on Tumblr and then posted it in the Facebook group. But I sent <laughs> it to Kelly. I was like, hey, is this you? <laughs>
0: I was like, absolutely it is.
1: Skye, it's, I'm it's
0: warped it was or <laughs> so
1: strange. It was like the weirdest fun. thing ever. Just like scrolling and seeing this like childhood picture of you. It was so funny.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. but that does ha- I think about that because I do how many photos do I randomly stumble across of just like you know fan photos but you 90% of the time you're barely focusing on the fan you know you're just like looking at and you're like right? Oh, look at Gerard look at right. and they were just sharing it
1: because uh-huh. of Frank but so
0: yeah uh-huh yeah there's like oh look at Frank in this photo but then it's me so I've actually when I'm looking at fan photos, I actually almost always, like, look at how cute the fan is now or silly or, you know, I don't know, because it's just kind of fun to just, like, you're getting this little window. um, But I actually had the same thing happen to me for my longtime Michael Chemical Romance internet friend, Ashley. Ashley, if you're listening, love you. Um, Me and her found each other on a Good Charlotte message board back in, like, 2005, probably. That's so, um, my immortal of you. I know. They would, that's, it was so, fun. I don't know why we, I don't know if she was active on the My Chemical Romance message forums, like on their website, but I was not. And I really don't know why, but I loved the Good Charlotte message board. and we were, There was like a whole My Chemical Romance subsection and they were so mad at us. They were like, go to the other group. And we're like, no, we like Good Charlotte and we like My Chemical Romance, <laughs> but we just want to talk about My Chemical Romance. <laughs> But anyway, all that to say is we still keep it in contact. And recently I was scrolling on Instagram and I found a photo of her and Gerard Way from a Black Parade release. And she was like, I actually don't have this photo anymore. So thanks for sending it. And I was like, you're welcome.
1: Love that. Mm -hmm. The internet is so weird.
0: It is so weird. And just the idea that like, yeah, like a fan photo that you took and proudly posted on the internet makes its way through... 10 years or so i mean that photo was taken that photo you found that was like posted was taken in 2005 i uploaded that shit on photo bucket instantly like the summer of 2005
1: and it made its way back to you uh-huh when it made its way back that picture is still i understand why they had it saved because it's a funny-ass picture like even if they were only saving it for frank I think you look funny in it too because you have like this like ice cold, like I'm trying uh-huh. to look so cool, like stare and your hair is like slicked back. <laughs> it's so, it's uh-huh. a really funny. It teacher. was raining. <laughs>
0: uh huh. It was raining. That was when, um, so, so I met Frank twice basically because I met Frank outside the Green Day concert and then there he had a booth. For his clothing company. His skeleton Crew. Him and Jamie over there. And it was like raining. And Skye and I were running around barefoot. Because our shoes had completely soaked. And Frank. Literally the sweetest person on the whole planet. He came. We like walked up to his Skeleton Crew booth. And we're like looking at shirts and stuff. Sky still has hers. Um, An ancient relic. And he goes. An ancient relic. And it's raining. And he's like. Come on in. Come on in. And he. Literally invites Sky and I into the little, um, you know, little booth he has set up. And he sweeps our feet off, the mud off of our feet. And was like, oh. And then, like, took a picture of us. Frank did? Remember Jamie being there and being really nice, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. my God. Just swept our feet off. Wow. Our little muddy feet. Mm-hmm. Dad energy since, like, forever. Absolutely. He was, like, always meant to be a dad, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't believe I never told you that story. No, I didn't know that part. There? I was just like, uh huh. Yep, he like swept our feet. I'll have to get like a little. What I need to get Sky to fill out the pot inbox. I need to. I'm gonna harass her after this. Sky, like, you need to tell the stories about your version of when we met, My Please. Chemical Romance. Sky, mm-hmm. do it, Sky. Come on, do it. So the next theory we want to discuss is the California 2019 theory. Ooh. <laughs> One that also actually came true. Uh, One that did come true. Um, Danger Days is set in California in 2019. And that's where the Na 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 music video takes place, apparently. And then I actually, there's a Danger Days shirt that says MCR a million times with the background of a desert. And on the very bottom, it just says... California, 2019.
1: You can't see this, but Kelly has whipped open her robe to reveal she's wearing this t-shirt right now. <laughs>
0: right now,
1: in honor of this episode, um, my girl Rachel gave it to me.
0: It's from some ex of hers or something, and she didn't want it. She was like, "You want this?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah I do." I'm a <laughs> just like that. Um, that was like basically the whole. That was the theory It was they have it written in places california 2019 so like it um, could have been planned or not mm-hmm. they definitely worked it in they definitely used it as a way to you know like i feel like when they when they did it california 2018 and all that stuff that was just like a fun near future date for like an in time world but i think they definitely, when they were thinking about getting a return, they were like, well, obviously we have to do it in California, and obviously we have to do it in 2019. Right.
1: Yeah, it could go either way, because with how dramatic they are, I feel like maybe they could have planned it that way the whole time. That would not surprise me. But, yeah, them leaning into it also makes sense. Yeah, there's this tweet from Frank Iro, Um And he tweeted this the day after the reunion announcement. And he said, I'm going to be real with you. I don't know what any of these are, but you have been wearing a T-shirt that said California 2019 on it for eight years. And Kelly said she couldn't find the original tweet. I think it's been deleted, but probably a list of theories that had or had not come true. Yeah, he said, you have been wearing a T-shirt that says California 2019 on it for eight years. So they it's. It would not surprise me if they had planned that all along.
0: Uh-huh. for sure. A little fun. So I just thought that was really cute. And now I got this shirt. Rachel gave me this shirt before the return was announced or anything. So now I feel like I have this like special little piece piece of history that I didn't even know when I was getting it. I was just like, yeah, you know, it's pretty shitty. I don't have any Danger Days merch. Basically, I was like, yeah, I want that Danger Days merch. Um, which actually I'm really sad I missed the Danger Days like hot topic drop because there was some really cool stuff in there, and I kind of was like, you don't need any or more of my Kim merch, and then I bought like a million things
1: this That's year. The thing so. you do always, you do always need more of mm-hmm. merch.
0: That's about all I got for the California 2019 theory. Uh, yeah, they talked about it in na na na. Okay, they talked about it in Danger Days, and then they made it happen. California 2019 was real. It was real. 2019 was just like a faded year for My Chemical Romance because the Smashing Pumpkins theory also stated like in the timeline that they would get back together in 2019 if they were following the Smashing Pumpkins uh, timeline. So that's what the the Smashing Pumpkins theory, for those that do not know, is that My Chemical Romance is modeling their career after Smashing Pumpkins career. Uh Uh-huh. So I found this little alt-press article kind of going into it. So the Smashing Pumpkins theory states that My Chemical Romance is modeling their career after the career of the Smashing Pumpkins. They were both formed and disbanded within 12 years, and then after seven years, got back together. And that is exactly what happened. My Chemical Romance was a band for the 12 years. Took a break for seven, got back together. If they continue to follow the, My Chemical, the Smashing Pumpkins timeline, they will remain a band. Because uh, it's been 13 years since Smashing Pumpkins has apparently been back together. So, if this theory is correct, which it seems like it is so far. MCR never dies.
1: That is so wild, truly. I don't have much to say um, about this theory. But the only thing, well, the only thing I have to say is right after they announced uh, the reunion, um, I remember, uh, like, Smashing Pumpkins posting a few TikToks about, like, Mm -hmm. Gerard and, like, how, how proud, like, Billy Corgan was of them. And, oh, I remember the first time I saw it, I cried. So sweet. Because um, I knew how much they love Smashing I guess- Pumpkins. So sweet.
0: Yes. So I guess that's something I didn't really explain. It's that Smashing Pumpkins is Mikey's, like, My Chemical Romance, basically. That's Smashing Pumpkins is to Mikey what MCR is to us. <laughs> and um, I found this, this video of Mikey talking about Smashing Pumpkins. And in it, he kind of brings up taking gerard way to a smashing pumpkin show and them talking about basically like they want to do that really bad um i thought it would be fun to play you a little clip of it so we could talk about it if you would like here's that. a clip here we had this moment at madison square garden when we were like no this is what we're gonna do you know and it was like a super cool moment and we got to we got to play madison square garden in was it 2008 i think We got to play there, and I remember my brother telling the story on stage. It was super cool. There was a club called Tramps in Manhattan. Me and a buddy of mine, we slept in front of the venue with about 50 or 60 other people to get a wristband. I was in a jacket that was way too heavy. I remember it being kind of cold outside, and then I didn't want to, like, check my jacket because I wanted to get close to the barricade. Um, that That was one of the best shows I'd seen them, I remember they were
1: that's so sweet that's what i'm saying that's so sweet oh my god the way that his dream literally came true. wait Mm -hmm. i just love the idea
0: that like mikey wave like camping outside of a show days before the show so he can get close to the barricade hearing him talk about like i don't know being a rail rider basically it's really funny
1: suffering through like sweating your ass off because you don't want to miss like a single second Uh yeah Uh uh-huh
0: I thought that was a really great um I don't know just wow yeah like you kind of forget that I don't know Mikey was just a kid who liked music too
1: mm-hmm. I mean he really did like create that experience for everyone because now there's people camping out at mm-hmm. every single My Chemical Romance show there's people <laughs> suffering to get the barricade you know
0: Mm-hmm. he talks about like playing songs like everybody in the crowd singing songs even if they weren't the hits and all this like stage stuff and that just being like really mesmerizing to him and playing like the deep cuts and you know that's exactly what they just did with this tour you know mm. so still uh inspired i guess Mm-hmm. I
1: thought mikey that was pretty fucking cool. way everybody
0: mikey fucking way uh so yeah that was the smashing pumpkin siri oh another little small aside too Smashing pumpkins—that's that's a Halloween reference. That's something kids do on Halloween. <gasps> Mike McRae is announcing the return on Halloween, another addition to that oh, special god. day. The
1: day of the um, pumpkin smashing. Oh mm-hmm. my god, so fun!
0: So of course we'll link that YouTube video um, down in our show notes. But on the Instagram page, I'm gonna—I found this picture of. Baby Mikey and Billy Corgan together, like a little fan photo that Mikey took with Billy Corgan. I'm going to post that. I thought it was pretty funny. So
1: that's the Smashing Pumpkins theory. (laughs) (laughs) The next theory we want to talk about is, well, it's not a theory. It's just a fact that one time that Joe Jonas uh, leaked their return announcement.
0: Hoo-wee. that date was June 7th, 2019, and that was on I guess some interview.
1: Yeah. So the Jonas Brothers uh got back together and announced a new album in February of 2019. And then they were doing um this radio interview on Kiss FM and Joe Jonas says, "I've got some dirt." My Chemical Romance were apparently rehearsing next to us in New York recently, which I thought they broke up, so that's the gossip. That's it. And of course people were freaking out, because why would you lie about that? You know, on a recorded interview. Um, But also, Frank kind of like, flipped out, and uh, the lady doth protest too much, t- you know? He did that. A lot. <laughs> he did. Yeah, there was, like, several... He made
0: a video where he was, like, making fun of Joe Jonas. Like, he puts, like, duct tape over his eyebrows. Which I'm like, that's bullying. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, you're a bully. Yeah, that's kind of rude. Also, there is an interview where he gets asked about it.
1: I don't understand
0: why you would... Do an interview <laughs> about your band and talk about someone else's band. I don't get it. People aren't going to forget that that you're a Disney band, bro. I'm you- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's not going to happen.
1: I feel like he was only
0: so mean because he was right. Yeah, no. I mean, like, Frank was very upset, obviously. Like, he was, like, he was upset that they weren't about – like, he very obviously wanted to be in control of how my chemical romance announcement – return announcement was so he was definitely uh, Mm -hmm. very upset obviously
1: and I'm sure as as my chemical romance is number one fan he was probably pissed
0: (laughs) yes uh uh-huh did
1: you hear about this actually I'm curious um I think in passing yeah but I, I definitely also mentioned this last episode where um you know I had like heard about these rumors and people would message me about them And I would just immediately blow it off. Like, no, that's not real. They're not getting back together. I was that person that was Mm -hmm. like, the Black Parade is dead. They're not getting back together. (laughs) So I think I heard Uh about this and like laughed Uh about it, but brushed it off.
0: Yeah, because like, so I heard about this and I just was like, that's unreasonable because Umbrella Academy was going on. Mikey just had a kid. Frank was doing, you know, his million band stuff that Frank does. So I was just like, It is logically impossible that Michael McCormans would make a return. So I love that they still were. Even though they have all these things going on in their life, Michael McCormans was still a -hmm. priority. I love it. So I didn't think that Joe was lying. I thought he was misinformed. I was like, I know that Gerard and Ray had recorded like a song or two together for Umbrella Academy and stuff. So I was like, he probably is just seeing – Saw two members of MCR or something and assumed it was like a return.
1: But who knows? Maybe it really was. Maybe they yeah. were just like rehearsing with an old MCR song or did we ever find out confirmed like what Joe Jonas heard? Like why he said that?
0: No, I don't think I. I was actually just thinking that. It was like I don't, I am not sure where he was that he heard. Like was it actually MCR or was he just so happened to be right, even though? he was misinformed about, like, what was happening in that moment. But you know they were pissed because they the return was definitely already planned at this time. They were working towards this. I know when they, re- like, announced a return, there was a bunch of posts like, Joe Jonas deserves an apology. Because <laughs> you know MCR Twitter probably, like, hung him. Oh, I'm sure they did. I found some old Reddit threads when Joe Jonas announced it. Please tell me this is not a joke. And I love the comments. It's not happening. Everyone needs to calm down. That's impossible. The last thing we need is a Jonas brother giving us false hope. (laughs) Believe me, I want this to happen just as much as all of you do. But Mikey just had a baby. G's working on the the Umbrella Academy and other things. And Frank is actively on tour right now and although it would be amazing i want them to come back together when they are all comfortable and have time and then another pro- nile kune says yeah that's the only thing i can think of when mikey and ray were collaborating with gerard on those couple songs he dropped definitely wouldn't call that a secret mcr
1: reunion though right
0: but it just was just for my own
1: curiosity i would love to know exactly what he heard or saw
0: mhm please if you know I'm just tell curious. us want to know
1: Okay, so this next theory, I'm just going to run through really quick, but I simply have to mention it. So, in this fan theory, Reddit user (laughs) posted this compelling timeline. 2001, My Chemical Romance started as a band. Shrek 1 released. 2004, My Chemical Romance released highly successful second album, 3 Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Shrek 2 released. 2007, My Chemical Romance. Embark on World Tour of the Black Parade, Shrek 3 release. <laughs> 2010. Mind Chemical Romance put out Danger Days. Shrek 4 released. 2019? Question mark, question mark, question mark. The return. Shrek 5 release date. Is Shrek 5 out?
0: Yeah, like did Shrek 5 actually happen? Or was it like put in um Product post you know, pre-production hell?
1: Um, I think it's in pre-production hell right now, but the release date on Google, it says May 20th, 2023. So, we'll see.
0: I guess this is not converted. Yeah, this isn't over.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so, we'll s-
0: <laughs> Yeah, like, let's see. Okay, so, if 2023 MCR's got to do something big. <laughs> we'll see. If they're following the Shrek timeline.
1: They better. Because I love that. I love Shrek, and I love my chemical romance.
0: Thank you. Okay. I remember I was, I made Rachel and Jesse watch Shrek A couple Christmases ago, and both of them were, like, overplayed. I don't really... Neither of them were really interested. I was like, come on! And I was watching... Yes! I was like, what are Are you talking about? Are you kidding me? My childhood was devoted to Shrek. Are you kidding me? Me and Sky would just, like, rewind,
1: play. Shrek 2? It might as well be one of the greatest wonders of the world, cinematically. Sonically? Please. Please. I cannot believe they said that.
0: I agree. Shrek 1 and Shrek 2... Same level. I like Shrek 2 same better. Tier. Do you? I, I like them equally. Shrek 3, I barely, no, I don't even really I remember. like Shrek 2 so much because of the fairy godmother. The fairy godmother is a great character. I
1: think about the fast food scene in yeah. that movie a lot. She lived, she served cunt, and then she died. Yes. Have you seen that meme?
0: <laughs> um that the queen of england died it was like (laughs) queen elizabeth couldn't survive gerard way serving cunt (laughs) 2022, 2022 i'll post the meme on the instagram page for the
1: yes show i heard if you play the black parade in shrek 2 at the same time it matches up perfectly
0: are you serious no (laughs) let's do it
1: (laughs) i was like it's some pink floyd shit (laughs) right like dark side of the moon Uh oh my god i wish that was true we should do it anyway oh yeah you just created it right now okay this is a future uh demolition buddies live event we'll like listen to the corresponding albums with the movie so like uh (laughs) We'll we'll listen to bullets all the way through with Shrek One, so on so forth.
0: Okay. We'll probably have to play like bullets twice. Bullets bullets and revenge are short as fuck. Um For sure.
1: I mean you have uh to do the same thing with Dark Side of the Moon too. You have to restart Mm -hmm. it like three times. Okay, I heard that. Yeah. We should definitely do that and just see what
0: (laughs) This will like either confirm or deny the Shrek timeline. Uh Uh-huh. Do you want to talk about the next? super realistic and possibly accurate theory. I do.
1: Yeah. So enough about Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot I can't believe you just said that.
0: I'm (laughs) sorry, Shrek heads. Shrek.
1: Sorry. This next one is just a small thing. I the second I heard about it, I kind of just like adopted it into my own headcanon. It's the teenagers theory, which is basically that, you know, teenagers scare the living shit out of them. So they broke up in 2013 when the band was 12 years old, right before their teenage years. So that would mean in 2019, they would have been 18, not a teenager anymore. Well, like, legally an adult. <laughs> that is a teenager, adult, though. Still a teen, but, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So they just skipped the teenager years because teenagers scared the living shit out of them. And the only <laughs> picture we could find about this is, like, this... Super washed screenshot of a screenshot of a screenshot. But this person nailed it Gerard Slay. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Instagram. Um, but yeah, it said if they come back in 2019, the ban will be 18, which in the US is legally considered an adult. That means the end of their teenage years. And also, Danger Days is said in 2019, which proves my point. So, Gerard Slay, you were correct. You were correct. I am a bit. I didn't realize though that
0: it was eighteen and not twenty. So part of me is like, this theory is incorrect. Eighteen is still a teenager. You're an adult teenager, but you're yeah. still a teenager. Because like I'm in the firm belief that just be, I do not consider an eighteen year old an actual no adult in my mind at all. No way. <laughs> I'm like, mm, yeah, twenty two. All right. Twenty. I'm gonna start being like, you're a baby adult now. Uh huh. Well, that's like adult adult. But like by twenty two, I'm gonna be like, I'll. I respect your adulthood. I'm like, okay, you've been taking care of yourself. I guess it depends on what you've been doing. Because at 21, I just moved right. out. So, in the eyes of the law, but 18 definitely not. No way. In the eyes of the law, though, full. Although barely, really now, uh, because you can't buy cigarettes mm-hmm. at 18. So you can join the military or, or play the lottery as an adult, or get, get married, married, I guess.
1: But you can get a tattoo. You can serve your country, mm-hmm. Yeehaw. Yee-haw. You could uh, date a thirty-year-old legally. Legally,
0: eighteen-year-old listeners, listen here: don't date a thirty-year-old. They don't love you. They don't. They don't. You, you might be mature, but you're not thirty-year-old mature. The thirty-year-old you're talking to, they're immature. They need yeah. help. Why do you stay think away?
1: No one their age wants to date them. We're blinking yeah we're blinking we're
0: slow blinking so anyway teenagers scared the shit out of mcr and so when they were a teenager they said not for us for me dog i wish i could have skipped my teenagers they were terrible (laughs) yeah but we had my chemical romance to get through them instead
1: it helped a little Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so those were all the conspiracy theories that jumped out to us the most are the ones that I remember hearing most prominently. Let us know if y'all heard any Same. that jumped out to you or if we missed one that you think is especially funny or outlandish.
0: Leave us a pot in box message or fill out our survey and give us some information about anything that you have to say in regards to any of these
1: fan theories. Speaking of surveys, we have some to read off for you. So this is from Elena, pronouns she her. This is the one I was going to read last episode, but it didn't. Any tour experiences you would like to share, new or old? Elena said, my first time seeing them will never be beat. It was 2005 and I was 13. They were touring with three cheers. It was a music festival that was still relatively small and I got pretty damn close in the pit. My best friend and I were smushed up against a fence and I remember climbing the fence to see them better because I was so small. Then a crowd surfer was dropped on my friend's head. Hard to forget that. It was my first concert that I got to choose. Hell yeah.
0: That remind me of your story.
1: Yeah. It stuck out to me because I think mine was a, my first concert ever was the same year. It was a Warped Tour. And I went with my best friend and my mom. And a crowd surfer was dropped on mine or my friend's head. And then my mom punched them. Yeah, I thought of that right away. I was mm-hmm. like, ah, similar experience for sure. So I have a couple more little ones from Elena. That jumped out to me. Uh, Favorite song and why? She says, that's so hard, but probably Demolition Lovers. I'm incredibly dramatic about love, so I've always dreamt of a relationship where we go out in a hail of bullets because romance? And I agree. I feel the same.
0: It was your, like, go-to cry song, right? That's what you said last episode. Absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: She always thought, I love that song, but I never cried to it or anything. I just always thought it was, like, a cool... Like a okay. vampire's will never hurt you, kind of. Yeah, no, that was not a song that what? would make me cry. I just thought it was really fucking cool and emotional and stuff. But yeah, it wasn't my like cry song.
1: Really? Mm hmm. Maybe it's just the romantic in me. But yeah, I would like wail, like fall mm-hmm. to my knees, bawling, 13 years old in my room.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think I wasn't a romantic at that age, I guess. Like that, like love wasn't something I really experienced
1: or anything. So oh, I certainly more... hadn't either, but mm-hmm. you had fantasized about me. it, I guess. Oh yeah,
0: uh huh. Which I'm sure I did too, but yeah, I was more like like we had talked about like, um, I would say my go-to was definitely early sunsets a little more. I needed like the dr- more drama than even demolition <laughs> lovers. I needed. I didn't need y'all to die together in a blazing glory. Like I needed to hear about someone killing their own lover not
1: wanting to um i have one more from elena and it says have you made any friends through the community not really i used to get bullied for listening to them Uh, you are not alone that's the only reason i'm reading that yep me too baby but i almost want to push back
0: on her answer to this because we met at work and literally bonded over my chemical romance because she saw like at that time, my M.C. seriously was the Mercy, Poor Living in Tattoo, and she has a Mercy, Poor Living in Tattoo, as well. And I was like, "So I'm like, uh, we became friends through being my Chemical Romance fans, Elena." <gasps>
1: Elena, you lied. But
0: no, she didn't lie. She was just thinking about being a kid, probably. Okay, that's fair. Sorry, Elena. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was definitely bullied in school for it. I was like, "You're an MCR kid." My Camel Romance isn't. But I think okay. So I didn't get bullied by normies. I got bullied by goth kids. I got bullied by punk kids and like other alt kids. Like I wasn't cool enough. Emo kids in my school weren't cool. They were like the lame alt kids. Mm-hmm. Anybody else is like didn't really. Maybe they did make fun of me, but I didn't care about them making fun of me. I wanted the goth kids to like me. I
1: wanted the punk kids to like me. The metalheads. See, in my school, like, there wasn't really, like, a huge alt, like, population. Like, me and my friends were it. Like, that was basically it. People mm-hmm. calling you goth, like, as a slur. I got that a lot. Gotcha. Okay.
0: In my hometown, um, the alt scene was huge. So, like, middle school, it was, like, a little less defined, you know, the different alt, but by high school, I mean, there was divided alt sections, and I kind of was, like, emo is goth, which, oh, my gosh, my sibling Mars would kill me. They're like, goth. to <laughs> just say that, but emo is goth light. That's what I've always thought about. It's, like, for kids mm-hmm. who can't, like, afford, who don't want to, like, dress like a Victorian person at a right. funeral, but... Mm-hmm. I sweat too much to be trad goth. I know, but I mean it's cute. So yeah, if somebody would have called me a goth as a slur, I would have been like, oh, "Thank you for noticing." <laughs> um, listeners, what was like the alt community like in your high school and middle school? Yeah, where... I feel like it's an interesting thing because I think I just assumed that every I've like kind of only really recently realized that like I had a really really diverse alt community in my high school. And it was cool. Like, you know, what I mean? like, I mean, it wasn't cool to everybody, but it was cool to be punk. It was cool to be a metal kid. It was cool to listen to hardcore music in some capacity. So, yeah. What was it like in your know. school? I would love to know. Were you made fun of for being emo by alt kids or normies? Like, I think that's like a funny, but either way, I was, just, you're probably being made fun of. Right. So, last episode, we read, um, from an ash but this is a different ash this is a different survey so this person's name is ash and their pronouns are he him how did you find my chemical romance what do you love about them like many fans i saw the i'm not okay music video when it debuted on music tv didn't have mtv just the off-brand local station i distinctly remember that prior to the video being played in full A slow-motion clip of the kiss on the cheek between Frank and Gerard was played, with the male show host commenting, Ew, gross, you know what that leads to. The slow-motion clip obviously triggered something strange and new in my 13-year-old brain. I was (laughs) yahooing hot emo boys kissing soon after. I loved the song and the video, and as I was already into rock music in general and was playing in a very bad Linkin Park-inspired band called quake with some schoolmates i got a burnt copy of three cheers from somebody at school and the rest is history
1: i love that so much i love that like googling emo boys kissing is almost a universal experience of
0: my chemical romance fans yes i just love that it just sparked something in so many of us um I love that before the video, though the show host is trying to make fun of it, like, ew, you know what that leads to," and we're all like, "What does it lead to? What tell does me more." <laughs> <it to? laughs> I don't know, but please tell me. I want to know. <laughs> I would love to know. Some I, I was going to read a couple other little things from them, um, from him. Sorry. Favorite song and why? Helena, amazingly well written, insane vocals, chorus lead guitar is iconic, sentimental lyrics. One of the best music videos of all time. Vex. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, have you made any friends through the community? Not so much through the online community, but I met many people as a teenager that were just as obsessed as I was. Big acts only play in New Zealand once every five years or so, so our little community was one that gathered around a TV, family computer, or stereo. We didn't meet each other at Warp Tour. We met each other on the school bus. Aww, cute! I thought that was so I'm glad sweet. You all had it. each other. Mm-hmm, me too. Just thinking about, like, wow, yeah, I'm glad. Not even, I mean, not that I even got to go to a bunch of shows and stuff, but the idea I could have was real. But to live in a country where your favorite band just, like, will possibly never ever come to your country, that must suck.
1: I can't imagine.
0: I can't imagine – it's, like, the whole country, one show. So, like, basically all the fans have to gather in the entire country for one. I wonder how big this concert's going to be.
1: Right. Like, what that experience is like. That's kind of how it was with the Corona Capital Music Festival. And I think we talked about that while we were watching it. Like, they don't get a lot of shows, so everyone has to go to this one show. And that's why it was so huge, probably.
0: I'm sure that festival was a – people were just having the time of their life, honestly, thinking about, like, all the bands that showed up for that and stuff to just, like, mm-hmm. y- people are probably spending all their money and time and effort to go through that one week of just, like – I mean, I would. That was it. That was my we're chance.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to.
0: Like, what else are you going to do? Um, I have one more question I wanted to read from Ash's survey and is, what were – Your favorite moments of the 2022 tour. They were all really exciting, but not going to lie. I was emotionally, mentally, and physically unprepared for the Firefly Festival outfit. Gerard really said, hello, girls, gays, and thays," And I agree. Yes. Whew. That was my favorite fit, too.
1: Gerard said, I do it for the girls and the gays. That's it.
0: And the thays." I know I've already said it. The Firefly was my favorite fit. But Firefly altered my DNA the same way I'm not okay altered my DNA. How oh, is yeah. that? That critical.
1: Whew! A formative memory. Formative. I had another survey that I wanted to read. It's a little bit long, but it just touched me and I really wanted to share. Uh, this is from Kaya, pronounced she, they. Um, and I have two survey questions I would like to read uh, from them. Uh, Number one is, have you made any friends through the community? And Kaya says, honestly, I was a huge loner, so I didn't really have a lot of people. The person who showed me MCR was like a family friend's daughter who I had a complicated relationship with. I think I was too embarrassed to like something so strongly, which makes me sad. Like how you both talked about that shame in your first episode. I'm sorry I ever acted like that to anyone who also liked MCR or maybe didn't understand it. This girl tried really hard to connect with me, but all the stuff we were dealing with growing up, I really shut down around people. More recently though, I discovered some people at my workplace, actually really love them too, and we've become closer. Not best friends, but it's so nice to be able to at least be myself around them. And have my shame talking about something I really care about, even if the people around me don't care about that thing. Because they also have a thing that they feel very strongly about. I work at a record store, so I see it all day. And I love that. I definitely had MCR friends growing up, but Really just because we like got into them at the same time. So I feel like if my friends at the time weren't also into MCR, I probably would have been like the exact same, you know, probably would have been hard for me to connect with other people. Just that like little bit of shame or just being like a turd little teenager, you know.
0: Because mm-hmm. it seems like even with a friend, the person who introduced her to MCR, she kind of downplayed how much she liked them. Mm-hmm. To even that person, yeah, that's um, fair though.
1: Sometimes, it, sometimes it's like that.
0: Being vulnerable is hard, especially as a kid.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I have another one that I would like to read from Kaya, but I'm gonna toss a little content warning for drug use, hard drug use trigger warning. Um, so if that bothers you, maybe skip ahead like a minute or so. The question reads, "Uh, anything else you would like to share?" And Kaya says. The family friend whose daughter introduced me to MCR had a lot of problems. She was also a very young mom and had addiction problems on top of things like BPD. Her daughter found escape through MCR and she kind of gave me the same gift. She overdosed in 2013 and her mom passed shortly after. I guess I just want to take this moment to share how much this band means to me and how grateful I am to this mom and daughter who struggled their entire lives but still found ways to give to other people. I had a full breakdown the night I saw MCR just wishing I could go back with, and share this with her and thank her. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. It hurt my heart. And I just wanted to read that one because I thought they deserved their moment, you know?
0: Same. Mm-hmm. I like the way they brought up how they were struggling and still found ways to give to other people. So that was a really nice memory to have of someone.
1: Yeah. It's always the people that are struggling the most that have the most to give, you know, emotionally. But yeah, I just wanted to offer you this little um, audio hug, Kaya. Big hug to you. Yeah. Sorry they
0: couldn't be there with you in that moment to share it, but in a way they were because you carried them into that moment.
1: Exactly. And I'm sure you were thinking of them the whole time. And so in a way they were there with you. But Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to read that and send a little bit of love your way, Kaya. Thanks for sharing, Kaya. But I have one more survey to read.
0: Okay. I just thought this was um, really funny and it made me laugh. An acquaintance of mine listens to the podcast, big supporter, very great, and even though he's not a big Mike Him fan, but he filled out our survey. He's the first person to fill out our surveys. Friend John of the pod. Edward Meese, friend of the pod. His pronouns are he, him. How did he find My Chemical romance? His high school girlfriend, Amanda, which I think... It's hilarious and the most uh, My Chemical Romance thing I can think of. Being introduced Mm -hmm. by your high school girlfriend. (laughs) Beautiful. Who I know, by the way, separately, completely unrelated to John when we found that out. We thought that was really funny. I worked with her. And she saw my MCR tattoo and literally like grabbed my arm. Um, (laughs) I was like, oh my God. And we actually ran into her at the Raleigh show. And then... I also ran into her at the Atlanta show, which is really funny. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Senator That's sticker. so cute. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so he was introduced to MCR by his high school girlfriend. And his misheard lyric. It's the funniest I think I've read so far. On Black Parade, he heard, Do or die, I'll never mainline. Perfect. <laughs> boy um that's all that's all i wanted to read from john edward meese thank you thanks for if you're you're listening which thank you give us a shout out let me know if you listen to this episode john
1: thanks john (laughs) that's all the um surveys (laughs) we handpicked curated just for you for this week I hope you enjoyed them.
0: I like that. That's good.
1: Yes. And thanks for listening.
0: Um, Next episode, we're going to discuss the breakup. (laughs) If you have any stories or memories to share,
1: please do. We're going to have a link in our link tree um, when this episode goes up. So if you have a story about the breakup, related in any way please shoot it over we would love to hear it
0: if you haven't already add us on social so you can be the first one to know when an episode drops or you can just hang out and crack jokes with us
1: too drink water take your meds stretch wash your hands check your hands are they clenched mm-hmm. Unclench jaw them. too
0: <laughs> jaw too
1: thank you for listening we love you we love you until
0: next time Mwah that person's not doing the inner child work that person's like (laughs) fuck my inner child
1: i hate that bitch Mm -hmm. he's a bitch Mm -hmm.